Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, name, and movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt, Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Awesome. We still don't have an ending to that. I thought we were just going to go right into what you've been up to. Oh, yeah. What you've been up to? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, this is just a backup episode, so I can pick anything. That's true. Um, I'm going to go with uh, All That Jazz, which is a movie from the 90s with the guy, maybe 90s. Might have been earlier than that. Is it a, is it about a drummer? Must have been earlier than that. Uh, no, it's about the oh. it's about a sort of a stage director on Broadway, and it's played by the main guy is played by the actor who was the police chief from Jaws. Yeah, you know I haven't actually seen Jaws all the way through when I was old enough to actually like comprehend it. Man, I knew you were deprived, but. Wow! Shut up! Why is, why is that the one that's like? Because that is like a classic, classic. I mean, like there's classics, and then there's. Classic I haven't seen classics. Jurassic Park until recently. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's Jurassic. Ten Park. years of Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I know. I say again. <laughs> I know. So yeah, all that jazz. It's a musical. Um, it's kind of weird. There's extended dream sequences and hallucinations. And it doesn't really tell you when it's doing one of those. It's very sudden. Oh. So it takes, it's, it's kind of artsy. I think it was nominated for four Oscars. It takes a little getting used to, but it's interesting. It's pretty good. It's Did well they done. get any Oscars? I don't think it won any. Yeah. Well, when you try to sell a per or give a person to another person because of a movie. It's a joke about a guy I, named Oscar. I, I I get it, but I'm going to refuse to address it because it was really bad and we're going to move on. Okay. Well, what have you been up to? What I've been up to is, uh, since this is still part of our streak of backup episodes, I'm going to do... Which one should I do? I'm going to do Kingdom Come. I read that. I uh, finished up that okay. up last night. I've always been interested in that one, so tell me all about it. Have you heard about it? I've or heard about it. Do you know what it's about? Uh, You probably better tell me anyway. Okay. So what it is, it's basically... 10 years post kind of the end of the modern superhero. Um, so all like the, the justice league, those who like stood for, you know, truth, justice, American way. That's that actually comes up regularly throughout the comic. They are kind of in the, in the public eye, they're outdated. Um, so the, kind of the thing that kicked it off was a, uh, a guy, uh, if you care for spoilers, I'd say skip ahead a little bit. All but, right. Mentally skipping ahead. <laughs> guy uh, uh some new superhero kills the joker superman arrests him and there's a trial but the public eye is like no that was the right thing to do and so magog, magog the guy becomes the hero and super and asks superman to have a fight between the two of them to determine who should be metropolis's number one superhero mm -hmm. and instead of doing it superman just flies away okay. and then following that all the main superheroes like well, some of them like bail, like uh, Wonder Woman bails, uh, Hawkman bails, uh, but you got uh, Aquaman like retreats back to Atlantis, mm -hmm. and then just it's it's ten years from that point where it's kind of like a it, it's a dystopian future almost because there's these thousands of just bullshit superheroes who have no care for public safety. And they're fighting just to fight. Uh, okay. So they would fight in the streets and hurt people, and people like and people would get killed in the crossfire and stuff like that. And it's Superman coming back, and it's 
the plot kind of changes regularly. There's no real, like, and, and comics do this a lot, where there's not really one singular plot. It's just the conflict changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so initially it's a set of superheroes versus another set of superheroes. And then things happen and things change. And then there's another fight. And then really the whole time it's really gloomy. It's like really depressing, but it's got a weirdly happy ending. And not weird that it was like, that doesn't fit. It like, it resolves in a way that you're happy. It resolves. Okay. And it's like a hat and they're like walking away and it's like, ah, ha, 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 walking into the sunset and laughing. Does the kingdom eventually come? The kingdom. So the, yes, for the sake of the joke. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The kingdom come, uh, so to speak is, uh, the whole thing is narrated by this pastor that is being kind of like escorted around by Spectre. Uh-huh. Um, the pastor has these visions of like the impending imp- imp- apocalypse. Isn't it, Spectre imp- the James Bond people? What are they doing with the no. pastor? Well, like they were just like, maybe we should find Jesus. And they found Jesus and then they were like, whoa, this is another universe. <laughs> <laughs> I had nowhere to go with that. I wanted to run with it, but I had nowhere to go with it. Okay, that works. But no, you know who the specter is, right? He's the the vengeance of God. Um, so he's the pastor's having all these visions of like the apocalypse, and the specter doesn't see these visions, but he he, he kind of like guides the pastor around to see it happen, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it like it's it's ramps up, and it's really depressing, and it's like fighting and tension, and then uh, the climax is pretty spectacular. Uh, the uh, it's it's written by Mark Wade, who I don't know if you've I've heard of Mark Wade. I've read a little bit of his Daredevil stuff and yeah. absolutely hated it. Oh really? Yeah. He he came over and he 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 along with so many other of the biggest writers left Marvel to come to DC mm-hmm. because that's just what happened because Marvel was a shit show for for writers. Hence all the yeah. like these are our rights and not yours. Um, so people would leave and Mark Wade was one of them and he's. He's kind of got the, uh, I think, late 80s, early 90s to kind of... He's basically got the 90s. He's the one who's kind of responsible for a lot of the really good writing, like Kingdom Come. Uh, he did the Wally West run of The Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he it kind of he kind of passed the torch to Jeff Johns, who okay. is now the creative director of uh, DC. Right. But uh, okay. anyway, yeah, no, Kingdom... And the art is really cool. It's watercolored. Oh, interesting. Which is... It, it, it's one of those things. It's like the New Fifty Two Batwoman work. To me, it takes a second to kind of like and mm-hmm. and Jim Lee's Jim, all of Jim Lee's art. It takes you a second to get used to it, but once you get used to it, it's really good art. Okay, I'm gonna take my jacket off. It's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Who did the art? Oh shit! I looked at the cover last night because I knew I was gonna talk about it today. I can't remember. I think I want to say it's Alex something, um, but I'm not gonna bother looking it up. But okay. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. So, that's what I've been up to. All right, excellent. I'm still trying to get my jacket off while still talking, because I don't want to edit this, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So. So that's that. Now, welcome to Preston's History Corner. Oh, boy. This is something that I've been wanting to, I've, I've, I've been kind of, I like talking about the history of the comics, and I like researching that stuff, and I haven't really, like, thought specifically to do an episode of history, but, you know, since this is just... Since nobody tells us what they want to hear in an episode, and also since this is just therapeutic for us, 
I figured I'll do an episode on it. Leave a comment if you want us to talk about something. Tell us to talk about something, Please. for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, and you'll stop getting these. You'll stop getting history lessons from me. I'm gonna keep doing this. Like we'll probably have history corner part two when I find more oh, stuff to yep, talk about. I'm sure that's a threat. That is a legitimate that is a threat. threat. We will carry that through. I will. I we will. will come to your house and tie up your family <laughs> and talk history at them. <laughs> oh man. Can you imagine if that's like the that's a supervillain's like mo is to come in tie the family history. up? He has a weapon, but he never. It's like an like an unloaded gun yeah. that he just like points at the family and he ties them up to to like posts and stuff and just lectures. And it's always like a diff and like it's always a different and there, there's no like uh, uh, method to what he teaches that particular incident so like he'll teach about like the renaissance one day and then he'll teach about ancient egypt one day and then he'll t- teach about like the the war on terror another day <laughs> just like and there's no like relation it's like the joker of history teachers <laughs> oh god what do you want from us oh don't kill us please you should what do i want from you what do i want from you what do you think of henry the eighth <laughs> <laughs> you should like you should you should investigate that more and make that one of your work creative. I can do that. It's your idea, but <laughs> I don't care. I've got plenty of ideas. I'll give them some of them to you. All right. So today, so, so Preston's history corner. Uh, today, I'm going to talk really about the ages, kind of like w- the the development of gold, silver, bronze, and then modern age. I know the ages. That's that's Wonder Woman's shield. Is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. I have no. I thought it was Aegis. Or I guess. I don't I was, know. I always I, said it like I guess. I always but, said Aegis, but I don't think I've ever actually heard it said before. An A-E, an A-E, like that character, that's pronounced an A, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know lur- I don't know words and letters and lords and words. All right, history corner. Off to a great start. So history corner. <laughs> and I've got a few things that uh, as we go through the history corner, I'm going to like kind of take a tangent on. And, the f- and I'll talk about like the funny things. To me, they're funny. To other people, they not, might not be. It's like that history teacher that laughs at his own jokes, yep. even though they're not funny <laughs> at all. I had, like, three of those, like, growing up through grade school. Oh, oh man. Boy. And they, like, make jokes about, like, some weird king. It's like... And then this... What? You getting sick of my tangents? No, I'm just... I'm just... That brings back some memories. Oh. <laughs> that was, like, a really, like, deep breath. You're just like, get the fuck on with it, Preston. <laughs> so the gold age... Gold Age of the of, of comics is kind of the widely known, just like it was the height of comics. It was when they were super famous, uh, and of course, it started with Action Comics number one, the first appearance of the modern superhero ish. Because they had like I think Archie Comics started before it, and they had other bullshit. Yeah, things they had before. like Detective Comics with actual detectives and yeah things like it, that, other stuff like that. Yeah, but it started with uh, Action Comics number one. Um, the four kind of main superheroes were. Uh, <laughs> or five, sorry. Uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, Captain Marvel, and we'll get into that actually mm. right now because it's a perfect time to do it, and Captain America. So okay. Marvel had one. Fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance I have to take a shot at Marvel, I'll take it. <laughs> so Captain Marvel, this was before uh, the 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 snafu, the infamous Marvel <laughs> legal snafu. Um, huh, I've never heard about that. You should tell me more about that. Should I? <laughs> I think I shall. I wasn't gonna. I didn't care about your opinion. I was gonna do it anyway. This I know. is my class, and I'm teaching it. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Um, Preston, sir. So, uh, Captain Marvel belonged to Wiz, or, uh, belonged to Fawcett Comics, which was their own company. It was not 
uh, affiliated with DC or uh, Marvel, which were National and something else at the time. I have it written down somewhere, somewhere here. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I don't care what Marvel is. Um, but they belong to Fawcett. Com- it belonged to Fawcett Comics, which explains why he lives in Fawcett City now. Okay. And uh, his run was in uh, Wiz Comics. In 1948, uh, DC sued Fawcett Comics because Captain Marvel was too similar to uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. Which they're right. It's he's identical, almost identical. He's, mm-hmm. His source of powers is different, but he's almost identical. Red caped Superman. Um, and this DC was uh, national at the time, like I mentioned. Fawcett Comics won because uh, the the judge was like looked at looked at National Comics and was like. You didn't fucking copyright Superman right. You can't pull this. Ah. <laughs> so DC was like, DC whined a bunch and then it was completely unjustified. But uh, National appealed to a higher court, which uh, then they won. And then the, the judge actually, it's like a famous judge, I think, for this kind of thing. Uh, he, he, he ruled in favor of National, sent it back down to lower courts to figure out all the nuances and stuff. And instead of Fawcett dealing with that, they just settled, uh-huh. just paid a bunch of money, and then shut down their comics division in 1953. Oh, no. And then uh, later, uh, L. Moeller and Son was, I think it's a comic group. I have the, I just have the name written down. I think it was another comics company. They made Marvel Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead of his name, the name he says being Shazam, he would say Kimota. Who? Kimota. I don't that know. Does I, not roll off the tongue at does all. Does not at all. Uh, and also, it's it, Shazam sounds cool when you're yeah. like Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> uh, but Kimota is just like Kimota. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1963, they stopped. Uh, they stopped writing that stuff, and then Alan Moore revived uh, Captain Marvel, but wow. under the name Huh? Alan Moore, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, it was back in the early 80s. He revived it, but it, not as Captain Marvel. He revived it as Miracle Man mm-hmm. because that was when Marvel started to kind of start. That's when Marvel took the name Captain Marvel. Uh, uh, it was okay. this like gap between 1963 and 1982 where it was just like this legal limbo uh-huh. that Captain Marvel existed but didn't belong to anyone at any point of time. Okay, so that's when Marvel was just like fucking. We're, we're named Marvel. Might as well just take it. it. Yeah, it makes sense uh, to me. So then in. Uh, Oh wait, hang on. Here we go. Oh, Captain took uh, Marvel took Captain Marvel in '67, and then uh, DC. Hang on a second. I'm gonna read through my notes real quick. I guess I'll have to edit a little bit. Ha. Oh wow. I, my notes are out of order. You know, I might not even edit this just because. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> so Marvel took Cap- Marvel took Captain Marvel in 1967. Then DC did uh, Captain Marvel in. 1973 but then there was a cease and desist order because of the name captain marvel okay so then that's when they changed the name to shazam i don't i think i don't know if that 82 for alan moore is correct was alan moore working in 82 oh yeah no definitely he was i know he did swamp thing yeah uh, from late 70s to early 80s and watchman was like 85, 85 yeah so yeah he was know. no he was big at that point okay so there's a there's some iffiness with my logic there so you know something happened like that where dc did it marvel took him before dc or marvel was like season to and marvel's like fuck all right his name's shazam now 
And that's why his name is Shazam. And that's why I have a huge bitterness toward Marvel. Because of a history that I'm not aware of. Still. Despite having done research. Um, so that's Captain Marvel. That was the height of, height of the Golden Age. Um, it ended... Captain Marvel was the most popular comic book. Uh, really? Through, through war times, yeah. Interesting. He was, he was the, he was the most... now no one's ever heard of him. Huh? And now no one's ever heard of him. Yeah, it's it's weird like that. Like I mean, the older older people who were kind of alive, but like back then, might know, might kind of mm-hmm. be aware of him. But uh, I mean, it's because he just like dropped off the face of the planet after fifty uh, three. Okay. Um, and along with him disappearing, uh, sudden the golden age with uh, where people started blaming comics. Uh, people started blaming comics for crime. Oh. Uh, it was like, the video games thing that happened recently. Yep. Still kind of is happening where it's like, oh, you got these comics with violence, and it's that's the reason violence is happening. And then the Comics Code Authority came around. Oh, How boy. familiar are you with the Comics Code Authority? I have heard of the Comics Code Authority, and I have not heard a single good thing about them. Comics Code Authority is a hilarious, about 50-year ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> so they started in uh, 1956, because, like... People were complaining, and then the comics code, mm-hmm. they banned anything that was violence, crime, horror, or anything specific to, like, anything that can be remotely involved in crime. So, like, well, I mean, kidnapping is a crime. And then, like, concealed weapons. All these things were banned from comic books. Okay, so just everything good, essentially. No, not necessarily. There's some, yeah, it's pretty much everything good. You get something <laughs> like Kill or Be Killed, which is one of the best things. That comic would not exist. No. If you if you tried to take that comic and then just take out panels that violated the Comics Code Authority, it would literally just be a blank book. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way a lot of these things are. So, like, the Comics Code Authority, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, uh, and then I'll go back and fill in the details. It's It disappeared, really, in kind of, like, uh, nine, or 2010. Wow. Yeah, no, that it was, was still around. a lot around. later than I would have expected. Yeah. Think about the comic books that happened in the 90s. You have I Death am. in the Family, which Jason Todd was brutally murdered by a fucking yeah. maniac with a crowbar. You have Nightfall Trilogy. Mm-hmm. You've got all of the Vertigo, Vertigo comic books. Oh, yep, yep, absolutely. Like, that was, I mean, that was in the 80s and the 90s, but, like, and I'll explain why that happens. So, okay. Comics Code Authority didn't actually really have any authority over, they said a Comics Code right, Authority. I was, was going to ask, like... They call themselves the authority. What they power do they actually have? No actual power. The only power they had is who would buy the stuff that was stamped by them. Mm-hmm. Because the parents would buy the comic books for their kids. Okay. But they were they would only buy comics that had the stamp. Mm-hmm. So comic stores would only carry comics that were approved by the CCA. So comic books or comic companies were more inclined to actually write books that were like Okay, these. so it's an economic thing. Yes. I get it. And they had no actual power over anybody. It. My inner and economist it, is loving me. Every other part of me is <laughs> that, <laughs> not. And that comes back way later. But uh, so Comics Code Authority said like all those, all those crime things were banned. And any authority, like any like police officer or government official has to be made in a good light and never die. You can't kill a police officer by accident. No. Or have a criminal kill a police officer. That's no fun. Um, anything, so like when I said horror, anything that was vol- uh, anything involved in horror, so that's like vampires, ghouls, zombies, uh, all those kind of like what? horror archetypes uh, were also banned. But 
as it started to kind of develop, uh, like years past, and then Underground Comics, uh, which was an actual company, I think it was Comics with an X, mm-hmm. uh, started making dark and explicit stuff, and that started to kind of like push this little like this kind of uh, okayness with doing dark stuff, uh-huh. and that's where things like Vertigo. Uh, where is it? Uh, Vertigo, Epic, Helix, stuff like that. Wildstorm, all mm-hmm. these like subsidiaries of like DC and Marvel that had like the darker stuff. Like you, Vertigo was like Watchmen and V for Vendetta and these dark stuff. Right. Uh, John Constantine, uh, Swamp Thing, I believe, was Vertigo. Swamp Thing, starting things started out as Vertigo. Yes. Yeah. How did you know that better than I? I mean, I knew it, but I was a little. You were more confident in it than I was. Swamp Thing's my injustice character. I've done a little research. That's true. Okay. Um. <laughs> So there's a funny incident that happened. You know who Marv Wolfman is? I've heard the name. He is, among DC, he's one of the most famous writers because he's done a lot of stuff. He's the one who's responsible for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, he's the yeah. one for responsible for Dick Grayson aging up and becoming Nightwing. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for making Jason Todd. He's the one who's responsible for, after Jason Todd being killed off, being asked to make another Robin, which was then Tim Drake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like he's kind of the he's kind of the early modern age late bronze age god of comic books okay um his name will come up a lot if you ever like read old comic books and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so if i can you think can you put together his name and why i'm about to mention him what's his last name wolfman wolfman, wolfman. hmm that sounds illegal <laughs> He put his name, he put his last name in a page in the comic, and then he got flagged because Wolfman <laughs> was too much, was was a werewolf. Oh my god! And he was like, that's my fucking name. That's beautiful. And they said, you can release it only, you can publish it only if you put your name as a writer on the front page. And thus begin writers putting their first name, or their names on pages, on the front page of the huh. books. Yeah, because wow. Comic Code Authority has no fucking chill. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> um, so that all happened. That was the height of them. And then it started to kind of... They started to become more lenient. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's only so much you can do with, like, no happiness. You couldn't actually put a bad ending at a, on a, at the end of an issue. Well, Any given issue had to have the good guys having the upper hand. That gets really boring really fast. It gets really boring really fast. So they started making revisions. So things that were like you could you could have a sympathetic depiction of crime as long as like the person was uh, uh, sympathetic uh, depiction of crime and corruption in officials. I mean to say, okay. So like you can have corrupt police departments as long as they were punished. Okay. And then then they started to allow horror things as long as they were in the classical sense. So you could have like. Uh, um, old fashioned vampires with well, the high collars well, and all that. You could, yeah, it, uh, like specifically Dracula and okay. like stuff like that. But there was no zombies because zombie wasn't pop culture back then, okay. so you still couldn't have zombies. That's no fun. Um, then it started adding that you could do drugs as long as you were punished. I can do drugs? <laughs> oh, that's so good. I've always wanted just to try heroin. Everyone who wrote comics just started doing so many drugs. <laughs> that explains In so much. In the 80s, you might think they were. <laughs> But, um, so that's when, I believe, that's, uh, when Roy Harper started doing heroin, and he, like, hit rock bottom, he was punished, and he, like, lost an arm and all that shit. That was fun for him. Um, in the 80s, violence began to be okay, which is when Death in the Family came in. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, 
Like, and then started, then came in the, came the Vertigo, the Epic, the Helix, the Wildstorm, these things. Mm -hmm. And then in 2001, Marvel's just like, fuck this. And they just stopped submitting their comics to CCA. (laughs) Just stop doing it. Because CC has no power. Right. So why was why did they have to? Yeah. And then in 2011, DC announced that they were also going to stop doing that. The next day, Archie did it. So the three main comic book companies <laughs> stopped publishing, stopped submitting it to CCA. CCA was just gone after that. Yeah. They literally do not exist anymore. It's ha. it's really cool. I I was gonna bring a comic book to show you like the stamp. Are you have you ever seen the stamp? I don't think I have. It. it if you look at – because it happened in 2011 that they st- DC yeah. stopped grooming. So you can look at pretty much any cover, and they have the little stamp. It's a, it's a little wow. white square that it says approved by the Comics Code Authority. I it's got the little star. I'm going to have to go look at that. Yeah. And it's it's actually kind of cool that you – now that you like know about that, you're like, wow, they, this is like super fucking violent. And this is a CCA that was like, no violence. <laughs> I just love how they were like, no violence, no crime, no evil. Okay, some. Wait, come back. Oh, <laughs> so that's the CCA. Okay, that's my last tangent. I'm just gonna kind of go through the rest of the eras because those are my two fun ones. Okay, Silver Age started with the Comics Code Authority. Then uh, that's why everyone thinks here's Silver Age comics and thinks, oh, those are bad. Those are yeah, boring. Silver Age comics were the worst. Yeah, but it did it did develop the new Flash. Uh, Jay Garrick was gone. Barry Allen was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, revamped a bunch of new characters with a bunch of new identities. So, like, uh, Green Lantern was no longer Alan Scott. He was now Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely changed the way the Green Lanterns worked. Earth 2 was introduced as the place where all the Golden Age heroes were. Okay. And now we're in a new Earth. The Flash... Uh, Flash is considered the first Silver Age hero. But Martian, Man- uh, Martian Manhunter was also kind of okay. big ones there. When, when was Flash introduced? Flash was introduced, I think think in uh it was a dc showcase it was he, d- he didn't have his own thing it was just kind of like dc showcase had dc had these like just kind of one one-offs where they were mm-hmm. like hey this is a new thing um see what people like i think this was in f- i want to say 58 okay or in the early early 60s all right one of those but yeah it was a dc showcase so it was just like oh hey this is the flash and people were like oh shit that's really good uh so then they kind of developed him further. Okay. So um, when, when I think Silver Age, I think early Spider-Man, because that's kind of when he first appeared, was like mid-60s. D- can you uh, can you think of something about that that specific Spider-Man that was changed from... Well, that's early Spider-Man, right? That was, yeah, that was when Spider-Man first came on the what's, scene. What's the biggest thing about Spider-Man? He's the a big thing. He's, he's a man and he's got webs that What's the one thing that everyone knows about his origin? Uh, his uncle got shot. Yes. Silver Age introduced more flawed and kind of depressing stories of superheroes. Huh. Uh, that's when they introduced that Batman's parents were killed and they introduced that his origin. That hadn't been introduced till then? Uh-uh. He was just wow. this bat dude. I mean, I guess yeah. he needs no introduction. He was, but... he was Adam West Batman in the Golden Age. Okay. Uh, and then the darker, like, it was kind of a slow burn. Like, they started slowly kind of introducing these things. Like, the Flash's mom was killed and his dad was in prison for being framed for killing his mom. Mm-hmm. And, like, and they they had all these, like, really kind of darker tones to it. Um, that was obviously as the Comics Code Authority was being more lenient. Right. So, the, I'm going to have to edit this a little bit. Because I have to, like, read my, I should have read these before. So I kind of knew where I was going. Oh, um, it's good for you to edit. 
Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's okay. I'll have plenty of character. Time. I'll have plenty of time to edit this before we actually need it. The Silver Age had less of a clean cut end, like less of kind of a known win when that when that came to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three kind of accepted things, that, uh, events that happened were uh, the Green Lantern was reduced, uh, like started losing sales, just people stopped buying them, mm-hmm. um, and Julius Swartz, the one who kind of like. Uh, like built him up the way he was just kind of handed it to a new to new writers in 1970 uh it, between 70 and 73 was when the silver age really ended okay uh, so it's kind of a 20 like 15 20 year long thing um another one is uh green lantern becomes less peppy and m- more like uh oh more flawed like like, like i mentioned before he just kind of like uh everything sucks this is the worst okay. it's terrible he becomes less like the the arrogant. Yeah, I'm Hal Jordan. I'm the Green Lantern. Now he's more of a Blue Lantern because he's so sad. That makes no sense because Blue is hope. You imbecile! You imbecile! I was trying to make a funny joke and you went and ruined it. I went and ruined it. Now, now I'm sad. Are you Blue? Yeah. <laughs> You're wearing a blue shirt because I'm hopeful that the next joke. Will, there you go. I'll accept, by your, I'll accept your, your authority next... <laughs> and your comic code censoring over there. <laughs> I'll accept your next joke. Uh, and oh then boy! The oh, don't say that one before you heard it. <laughs> um, and then the kind of the big one that really like kind of put a big book in on it. Like it, this is the last one that people consider part of the Silver Age was the death of Gwen Stacy. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the big event that was just like. All right, we're in a new place, but it right. was kind of like slowly decaying into that, the Bronze Age. That was a moment. Um, the Bronze Age focused a lot more on like relevance and social commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like uh, I had examples, but I forgot. What's the Bronze Age approximately cover? Huh? Like, like time period? Yeah. Uh, from like the early seventies until uh, eighty-five. Okay, roughly. All right. So it was like a lot of social commentary and that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of the big writers retired. I had examples again, and then I forgot them all mm-hmm. because I am terrible at this. I'm also doing it on my phone. If I had my computer, it would probably be easier. Probably. But uh, this is when Jack Kirby left Marvel and became and went to DC mm-hmm. writing The Fourth World. Because I believe, okay. I could be totally wrong about this, that he, he pitched The Fourth World to Marvel. And they were like, no, that's too complicated. And he went to DC Wrote the fourth world. You know what the fourth world is, right? Yeah. Yeah. He wrote the fourth world, and that became the, like... You should explain for the audience. Okay. The, the fourth world is uh, is the new gods. It's Darkseid, which is, like, the kind of the, the second to big villain. Mm-hmm. It's Orion. It's, like, the fourth world started with uh, Jimmy Ol- uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, where he came in contact, I believe, with Orion, who's Darkseid's son... Mm-hmm. And then it went into the new gods and Mr. Miracle, who was uh, High Father's old son, or High Father's son. High Father and Orion were traded by the okay. two for a kind of an, an uneasy peace between Apocalypse and uh, the the new gods, the the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what it's called. And so, and then it develops into like Forever People, uh, Mr. Miracle, um, stuff like that. And that's called that's known as the Fourth World. And that's just all of them. Mm-hmm. And and that became, like, a huge, like, centerpiece for DC. So Marvel right. missed out there. This is one of those things reasons why DC is better. <laughs> <laughs> then there was a uh, – comics started – stopped being sold in uh, newsstands. 
This is when it became mm-hmm. more of like a oh, there's comic book stores because they're more culturally yes. legitimate. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't a thing for kids anymore. It yeah, it wasn't some bullshit so. thing you bought with newspapers and then you right. crumpled it and threw it away. Right. Uh, which is why this started uh, kind of mid Silver Age on are the less collectible stuff. Because mm-hmm. then you have, like, the early Wiz comics, which weirdly aren't as popular as the... Weirdly, I say, even though I know why. As popular as, like, <laughs> Action Comics 1 through, I think, like, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. If you get those ones. Minority court uh, characters started happening. Black Panther, I believe, was made his first appearance. Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. Of course, they were all labeled black something because they were well, black. Well, yeah, naturally, because people hadn't figured out how to be racially inclusive without exactly. being just outright so over the top about it (laughs) yeah uh so minority characters started being developed uh crossover started to happen uh that Mm -hmm. became more of a standard uh the dc explosion and implosion um i'm trying to remember what happened here i that's i did the i did the research of this but then i didn't write it down so basically i think they started to like write a bunch of stuff and then it, they, they they tried this thing that made that made their like income and stuff boom for like a year and then it backfired hard huh. and it just collapsed all of that's like the explosion implosion uh, it's yeah. rather famous and maybe i'll save that for the next okay. i'll save it because be- i'm i'm intrigued i'm quote unquote saving it because i don't remember what it is <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to go back and kind of touch on a lot of this stuff in the the what we established forever ago the correction section the <laughs> Preston's erection correction section <laughs> this will be one of those like gold mines for corrections oh yes um and then then started like the non-superhero comics so star wars started doing their stuff because mm-hmm. uh, they were big in the 70s kind of well yeah big quote unquote um what are the, what are other non-superhero comics that happened back then uh, v for Vendetta is yeah. from around that era. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, the, like, well, yeah. That's more modern age. That's true. It's a um, later, I guess. Uh, it kind of ended with a bunch of, like, the big things. So the main ones, like, The Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. Watchmen mm-hmm. Uh, contributed, Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. and The Secret Wars. Okay. Another one of those incidents where most of it was DC-centered and then a little Marvel contributed a little bit. They're like, like we're hey, here, we wanna, guys. We want to get in this big, like, <laughs> timeline-shifting thing that's gonna change the way comics are perceived forever (laughs) and like anytime anyone's like aware of all comics they're like what's the biggest thing that changed comics forever crisis on infinite earths what about marvel what was it like discreet wars or something (laughs) marvel tried so hard and that began the began the modern age and that's where we are now the modern age has been happening for 30 years it's the longest running age of comics What's so, going to be the next stage? Postmodern age? Probably the contemporary. That's how the world went. Okay. They went mo- well, they went modern, postmodern, and contemporary, didn't they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to... I feel like it's... I personally think it's going to be a while before an age is determined because there's been a lot of reboots, like, rapid fire. If you think about it on, like, a big scale, because there was, like, D- or, uh, Marvel trying the Ultimate Universe to mm-hmm. reset... DC had the Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, uh, Flashpoint, and now the DC Initiative. All these things rebooting stuff. Right. And it's just like, there's no like, okay, one big thing. I think maybe what I am I am going to estimate this right now. Estimate? Anticipate? Predict. That's what I was going for. <laughs> I'm going to predict this right now. 
at the end of comic book movies, like the end of the height of comic book movies, there's going to be a big shift with comics. Okay. They're going to, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to shift, but it's going to be a shift. Okay. I think it's going to be maybe a lot of like, maybe creating new characters, maybe DC and Marvel shutting down and letting new people kind of come in and take the reins. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I'm going to hold you to that. Though. But I think it's the end of the, I think, uh, comics are kind of, uh, writing on the success of superhero movies yes i think that's definitely true because i mean in all in all fairness that's kind of what got me into it Mm -hmm. not not really i was i was a huge fan of danny phantom and the teen titans show which kind of got me into it but then it was like the watching it i remember it was this i watched iron man one and then when i went to watch iron man two i was curious about a lot of the stuff so i researched iron man and then i was really into like uh marvel comics for Mm -hmm. a while Something not pitting it, not many people know. And then yeah. I was saved. And then I discovered uh, I discovered Nightwing and that kind of right. that pulled me straight into DC. I bought the Nightwing comics and then I was like, oh, Batman, and then I bought Batman, and then I bought all of the Bat family, and then I bought a bunch of the new fifty two, and now I'm everywhere in DC. So mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like I mean, that's kind of how I've gotten into comics too a little bit is like well, I read Watch only take really forty minutes. It. I don't know. Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, so I watched the Daredevil show and I was like, man, this is great. I want to know more about Daredevil if he's like this. And so mm-hmm. I started reading some Daredevil comics. And Yeah, that's uh, yeah. so I really think that that's kind of what like comic books. They're they 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 were not popular from like the 50s to the 60s. Right. Really. Uh, it was just because of the crime. And then it was like. People really liked the fighting and the escape into reality, and then like when there were this super censored Teletubbies world because of the CCA. It's just not entertaining. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and then it kind of it came back. Bronze Age. Bronze Age was kind of the 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 stepping the the welcome mat to the modern yeah. age. Uh, they started developing kind of more heroes, and like they showed more stuff, and then people were like, oh, yeah, maybe they're getting better. And then the modern age happened, and they're like, fuck, this is good again. Yeah. A lot of the best comics happened in the 80s. Yeah. Some honestly, of the best like... ones happened in the 90s. There's some good stuff around now. Uh, I think you asked me this forever ago, like what I think are going to be like the uh, like the the iconic storylines. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of that like you got, you got your Nightfall Saga. Your, yep. uh, I really can't think of any Marvel ones. Like people who know comics know when Batman got his back broken, mm-hmm. when Superman died. Stuff like that. Yeah, Marvel just doesn't really... Marvel doesn't have, like, those tide-turning situations. They, they've they been afraid to take the big steps. I guess. Like, like Superman well, also... was like, we're gonna fucking kill our main dude. Yeah, but also, like, <laughs> like Marvel doesn't have a, a Superman or a Batman. They, they don't have... I mean, beyond Spider-Man, they don't have anyone that has kind of that cultural impact. Well, they've got Captain America. Captain America was really big in the Golden Age. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. He didn't he didn't survive the crash of the Golden Age though. Right. He disappeared along with the rest of the Avengers mm-hmm. and Well, okay, they tried to make him exciting. They did the whole Hail Hydra thing. That's true. And that that had that left a uh or that had rippling effects. Or not really rippling effects. That had an impact on society for maybe a couple of weeks. Yep. And then no one gave a shit. Trended on Twitter for a bit and then yeah. it was gone. Yeah, but like uh, and, and it's, I mean, honestly, right now it's the same thing with DC. DC tries to do stuff to get relevant, but like, mm-hmm. uh, kind of back to what I was saying, you, uh, you asked me what I think the big ones are. And I think 
I think the uh, Dark Knight Metal that's going on right now hmm. is going to be iconic just because it introduced a new universe. Okay. So, like, uh, for people who aren't aware, and I, I feel like I've explained this, and since this is a backup episode, this may be really weirdly out of place, but uh, Dark Knight Metal is, like, they introduced... So, that you know that there's the multiverse, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if in the in Rebirth there's Infinite or 52 still, but there's the multiverse. And then there's the dark multiverse, which is every single world that's, like, dark. It's like if you've seen Stranger Things, it's the Upside Down. Okay. It's the same thing, but just dark. Um, and that so that introduced a whole new place that they can explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also selling, like, fucking hotcakes. People oh, yeah. love it. Uh, I'm waiting till there's trade paperbacks because, again, religiously trade paperback. Yeah, that's person. how he does. But stuff like that. Court of Owls, I think, uh, is going to leave an impact. Uh, but, yeah, no. So I'm, I'm curious to see what the modern age is going to leave on comics. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we've got the 90s. But, yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, – the modern age is – it's already left a mark on comics, like with the Death Superman and uh, Batman getting his back broken and Death mm-hmm. in the Family, stuff like that. So, okay. All right. That's all I got. All right. Well, great. I learned something new today, so I don't have to learn anything. Name anymore. one thing you learned. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> do we have time to do the uh, Howard the Duck switcheroo? Let's do the Howard the Duck switcheroo because I love oh, that story. Here we go. All right. So, the Howard the Duck switcheroo. Switcheroo. Um,. Yes, that's it. So Matt knows about this. I know about this, and but I have love the story. So I have told all again. of my friends about it. So most most of the people who are listening have heard this story. Um, in I don't know the years. Good lord, give me a second to think about this. What was his name? Fuck. How did I forget his name? Who's the guy that wrote How the Duck? I don't remember. Oh my god, I have to look this up. Because it's important. The whole thing is Howard the Duck. The whole thing. Whole Everything. thing. Howard all, the all Duck. Is Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. It's created by... Not the movie. Not the fucking movie. Howard the Duck. Steve Gerber. That's I had none of that name right. in my head. I was thinking like Will or like James. But Steve Gerber. So Steve Gerber worked with Marvel. He was a Marvel writer and he created Howard the Duck. Which also included the lawsuit that Howard the Duck looked too much like Donald Duck. Hmm. And he wanted to leave Marvel because Marvel was garbage and they said, if you write a comic, if you write, create a new character under us, then it belongs to us, not you, because fuck you, we're the greedy ones. When then they were then bought out by D- Disney. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he was like, all right, well, you guys are assholes. So he left, went to Image Comics, where Image Comics got famous because they left you rights to your own characters. Okay. Um, that's why a lot of the really good writers like Ed Brubaker and Steve Gerber mm-hmm. and stuff like that work for Image Comics. Um, so he created a spoof character called Destroyer Duck, which is like a more angry and weapon. He's a Punisher version of Howard the Duck, basically. <laughs> Greedy reboot of Howard the Duck. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I like it. And so several years later... Uh, Marvel's like, hey, do you want to write a Howard the Duck and Spider-Man crossover? And he was like, fuck you. Hmm. And then Image Comics, he'd, he'd retired at this point, I should probably say that. He, he was kind of done writing comics. He did a little bit here and there. But uh, then Image Comics was like, hey, do you want to do a Savage Dragon and Destroyer Duck crossover? And he was like, 
Not particularly. Then he had an idea that he was like, I'll do both of those. So he's like, what did Marvel? He's like, I'll do your thing. And then he went to D- or Imogen. He was like, I'll do your thing. But as long as I get to cross them over together. So mm-hmm. I get to have like one issue where they like all four of them are together. So he does that. And there was this thing and there was uh, Elf with the Gun cloned Howard the Duck like a million times or something like that. And there's all these different variations of Howard the Duck. Uh-huh. And then so in the Marvel comic, everything was resolved. I'm not actually sure how they resolved it, but like. Got you killed Elf with the gun or whatever some they did shenanigans and some gimmickry and yeah stuff like that all that and then it, it resolved all nicely in a neat little bow when it was done and that was the done crossover mm-hmm. for Marvel in the Image Comics version there was one panel one or two panels at the very end where Destroyer Duck had another duck in a bag and then also a girl who happened to be just mm-hmm. Howard the Duck's girlfriend and in a speech bubble they said. It doesn't matter. We have the real. We have the real one, and they'll never know the difference. And they <laughs> went back to the image universe, and then Steve Gerber died. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, "I'll do these two. I will take my duck back, and then I will die." He didn't plan on dying, but <laughs> oh, he probably did. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "I'm really ill. I need to do this. I'm going to do it now." So he took the so took howard the duck comic or howard the duck back marvel took a clone of howard the duck and then steve gerber died now marvel still has a clone they'd have to do a crossover with the image universe and get howard the duck back but that'd be really shitty to do and i feel like the image universe would just be like no yeah probably not. <laughs> so does that mean when he cameos in guardians of the when galaxy that's, guardians, a clone? that's a clone <laughs> nobody knows that oh like none of the common audience knows that's that, that my but... favorite thing it's fucking amazing. He <laughs> took his duck and he died. <laughs> and they will never give it back. Oh. Oh, uh, Marvel's a bunch of shitheads. That's okay. They write good comics occasionally. Do they? They've got some good ones. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Daredevil Marvel... Born Again. And... You're really obsessed with Daredevil Born Again. It's a really good story. and they're gonna It's like the only one you've read, too. isn't it? No, uh, I've read Man Without Fear and I've read um, some of Mark's Wade's run. and Mark's uh, Wade's? Mark's Wade. <laughs> Mark Swade. Mark Swade. <laughs> Mark Swade shoes. <laughs> uh, and I've read uh, most of Frank Miller's run from the early 80s, which is really good. Before he went insane? Yeah. Or was that much. while he went insane? No, because that was, that was pre-Dark Knight Returns, even. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's Preston's History Corner. All right. Remember, if you don't tell us what you want to listen to, we'll do this again. All right. So you now, know, now I'm not going to edit from... this. I know. I'm not going to edit this purely because there was some points that were so bad. It might actually drive people to tell us what they want to listen to. Good. All right. Ha! I just All saved right. myself work. Now, are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Because now, buckle in for an hour of Matt's History Corner. Fuck. <laughs> How much do you know about the history of comics? Not much. Just do, just do the history of Daredevil that you know. So there was the, the, this, this book, and they it had pictures <laughs> in it, you see. But not like uh, a picture book. Like it was divided up into like these little boxes. I'm done. You're done. Yeah. Oh. All right. Shall <laughs> we? We shall. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Tell us all the things that Preston got wrong, and you'll need us to correct in a future episode. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud and do the iTunes thing. 
you're on Facebook or Twitter, you can find us there. Leave a comment or a tweet or a message or whatever the the particular platform supports. And tell us the thing that we told you to tell you on the YouTube comment. And tell us what you want to talk about in future episodes. Tell us things you want to know more about the history of. And we can do another history corner. Maybe I actually will do a Matt's history corner sometime. Who knows? We'll see. It'll be exciting. Um, don't forget to tell a friend and thanks everyone for listening. Bye. 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 Want to ride my bicycle. Bicycle.